This episode of the Comedy Zone podcast is brought to you by BarkBox. Make your best friend happy at getbarkbox.com slash comedy zone. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now. Your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, not Will. Nope. Will is, we are recording this week on a different day. We're not going to tell you which one, yeah, but it, on a different day. It could be any day. Could be any day. Uh, but Will's not available. And I believe he said, fuck you guys. That was not the text I'm, I got. That's that, the text yeah. I got. Oh, wow. Well, well yeah, was, with a bitmoji yeah. of him throwing up a middle finger. So. And an eggplant. And an eggplant. <laughs> I don't, you know, I didn't even follow up. I was so offended. <laughs> not easy to do. Anyways, um, so here I am. Here you are. How are you doing? I'm good. I was gone last week. How was last week? Uh, last week was, was a little rough. Last week was... was Why? Well, uh, well, you guys were drunk again. Well, I got a text in the morning from Will. He had a family emergency and couldn't. Um, Everybody okay? Uh, 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 there was a death in the family, so oh. no, everyone's not okay. But I don't know yet from Will who oh. who it was or. Any oh, other I hate details. to hear that. Um, but um, so I got a text from him in the morning, and of course you were dealing with a uh, Rocky uh, with with Rocky's stomach, Mister Mucus poop. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, that's the one. And so that left me to interview a grown man in a dragon suit, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not get a recording of this? That's amazing. Well, there is a recording. No, I meant a <laughs> okay. video recording. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. You know you, this is a podcast, right? That's did you wear <laughs> your dragon outfit? No, my dragon outfit was at the cleaners. Damn it. Yes. Um He's a super sweet guy. He's a very nice guy. He's been on the... Did um, he have his dog with him? He did. Oh, I'm so yeah. sad that I missed... I missed yeah. that last year, too. Yeah. Or the last time he was in town, because I think it was before... It may have been a year now. It was before I was here. Yeah. But he, he uh, he's a very sweet guy. Um, he's been on the podcast before, so, of course, we've we've already covered, hey, why the dragon suit? So... Um, you know that it was just it wasn't it was it was probably awkward if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, a little bit, but he's a very nice fellow. Uh, you know, we learned a little bit about him. Um, we. We 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 being the collective. We. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it just felt you know I mean I I probably wasn't a hundred percent prepared for the interview. Um. Not well, expecting you didn't to have think... to conduct it myself when I woke sure. up. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it was ultimately it it was fine. It was shorter than usual. Um. I think. But That's what uh, she said. yeah. Right. Um. But yeah. So that was last week. Yeah. Well. Um. We're gonna switch it up this week. I'm just gonna. I'm actually going to leave and send in another man in a dragon suit. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Because I heard that's what you're into yeah, now. I'll try to do better this time. Actually, yeah. I was hoping maybe you would wear the dragon suit. Um, mine is also at the cleaners. <laughs> it's that dragon convention we went to. So um, last week I went up to Winston Salem. Yes, it's a cute little, quaint, quiet little town. <laughs> um, but so I went up there on Sunday because Daniel is settling in to his apartment to, or to our apartment. Yeah. yeah, your your second home. Right, my second but, home. Yeah. But it is kind of fun because I've never decorated or. Um, 
collaborated on a place before because I've either moved in with somebody or in oh my <laughs> in my case he moved in with me because I own my condo. Right. So it was already fully furnished. It's fun to kind of collaborate on things and I get such joy out of <laughs> this is so stupid. Of putting together the things you're, you know, throughout the house, like the desk or yeah, the, the, uh, I love that shit. IKEA, I'm assuming. No, no, okay, no. Um, just all over the place. We've we've um, done some from Wayfair, some from Overstock. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of wherever we feel. Um, and the first thing we got was a bed because I was like, you don't need a couch the second you move in. You need a bed. Right. So we've been going by necessity. So last week when I went in. Uh, to Winston, we got a TV stand, a TV, um, an office chair, groceries, and it was raining. So mm. the building that he lives in, the first two or three floors or something like that, our hotel. So to move in, you can use the little bellhop if you've got a lot of groceries oh, the, or whatever. Oh, the, the luggage cart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, great. That's what we'll do. Well, I go to grab a bag, and another one falls out, so I go to catch it. This bag is a hurling bag of death. <laughs> it's so heavy, and it has a can of cinnamon rolls. These mm. fucking cinnamon yeah. rolls. And hits me right on the thumb. Oh. I thought I broke my thumb. Wow. It's, like, seriously bruised. So, right before the podcast, I accidentally touched it. And I was like, ah! Oh. <laughs> Man down. But I was wearing a splint on it for a while just to make myself aware, yeah. so I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. It's the struggle. But the house looks great. Yeah, you'll have to. I haven't seen any pictures. Um, because I didn't want to take pictures of it empty. It's not as impressive to me when it's empty. I like it fully furnished. Well, so. that's fine, but I still yeah. haven't seen any. I mean, it well, it's not like fully furnished. Well, it's the, but there's some stuff. In. You can share with me. I'm going to share one plate. Put it on Instagram. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's one plate we have in the place. <laughs> Here's the one plate. We take turns sitting on it. One towel. <laughs> we wash it every day. Um. No, so it's it's been fun, but his couch comes this Friday, and he ordered it forever ago, but it's a huge couch. Um, so I'm excited to have another project this weekend. Hmm. So you'll be up there this weekend? Then, Not this weekend. I'm okay. trying to go up there today, and then I would come back on Saturday, because I have a double dance event on Saturday, and then another dance party on Sunday. Three in one weekend. My bar mitzvahs. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, that is a lot on a holiday weekend. Yeah. So on Memorial Day, I'll mm -hmm. be dead. Yeah. My body will be hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, that sounds like uh, Actually, a fun, just a great time. A fun weekend. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what, what, what you had a shoot, we don't have to say who, who, who it was for, but you, had a, weekend. you had a shoot yesterday. I mean, are you wanting sponsorship from them <laughs> <Yeah>. or? <laughs> Is that why we're not saying it? Let's, uh, it's a uh, local it's a department retail. store yeah. chain yeah. that um, rhymes with schmelk. Yeah. 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 I don't, that just doesn't narrow it down <laughs> enough schmelk. for me. Is it Dillard's? <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, I get, um, I'm driving back with my little broken thumb on Monday and I get a message from my agency being like, hey, are you available Wednesday? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, for an internal training video. Okay. So this is the video that all of their sales associates are going to have to watch. The cheesy, like, welcome yeah, to Schmelk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What brings you in today? How can I Schmelk you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so the greatest part about this is Daniel's sister works for Belk. Uh, Schmelk. 
Okay. No, she works for Belk. But her <laughs> other, his other sister works for Schmelk. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. Um, <laughs> anyways, so she will see this video at some point. And I haven't, I told him not to tell her. No, don't. Yeah. That'll be awesome. So, um, and I just got another message that they want to shoot another video. So nice. I'm waiting to see if it's on Friday or Wednesday. How's the money? It's good. Good. It's a good day rate. Good. All right. It's $20. Twenty, good, good. Yeah, they're throwing me a twenty, good. sweet twenty. So you only have to give them twenty dollars to be in there, right? <laughs> in there, right, right. I actually, I'm only giving them eighteen, which I negotiated for myself. I thought I was, nice. that was pretty good. So, so smart. I'm making two dollars. Good. Which pays for like a quarter. No. Nope, not even a quarter. Sixteenth <laughs> of my gas to get there because it's filmed in Rock Hill. It's, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> At eight a.m. I was like, nope, just nope. Yeah. Not, well, not okay. when I texted you yesterday, obviously I didn't know because you don't tell me anything. Yeah. I didn't know that well, you had to shoot or anything like that. So, oh, so that's the thing. So she messages me on Monday saying, "Are you available?" And I said, "Yeah, let me know." Tuesday, I don't hear anything. So I'm like, "Okay, well maybe I didn't get it." But they specifically sought sought out me. Like I didn't apply for the job. I was submitted by my agency, gotcha. and they said okay. we want her. So okay. then they were like, "Hey, are you available Wednesday?" Which is, you know, relatively last minute. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, since I'm a loser, I have nothing going on. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Tuesday, still waiting. Hit him up. Do you hear anything? No, no, we're, we're still waiting. Like, When did you hear? <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, I get my scripts. And the shoot's at 8 o'clock Wednesday morning. Yeah. Jeez. So I had to, I bartended Tuesday night. So I was bartending while learning my lines. Nice. But I learned them. What was one of your lines? Uh, welcome to Schmelk. Welcome to Schmelk. What brings you in today? Yeah. Or really, what brings you in If today? you're looking for running shorts, I love these. The fabric is breathable, which is great for working out. Okay. And seed. That was good. But they cut that line, so I just had to improv. You <laughs> know what's funny is um, Shelly Hill's husband was the photographer. Oh, yeah. Cool. He was like, you used to work with my wife. I'm like, men's club yeah dan yeah i said men's club men's you're like club. yeah dan yeah dan yeah that's where um, we, where, where we know you from yeah but anyways uh that's it, cool yeah i really like her too so that was nice you like shelly mm-hmm. shelly's awesome her husband's pretty okay too yeah no he was he was yeah. funny um you know it's 8 a.m and we're starting the shoot and here's the difference i think people who don't work in video think video goes a lot quicker so we get there at eight store opens at 10 we have 10 pages to get through in two hours, which doesn't seem from a non-video person that it would take long. Yeah. We'll just yeah, it's go just, through these. We're going to get a couple different angles, yeah. fly through them, uh-huh. right? It takes me 20 seconds to read it on paper. Why doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. Stay till 1215. And then they were at 10.03. It's like the early bird club walks in the door. Yeah. And like. Wheeling really slow with her cart, watching They're all the shit. I'm oxygen like, oxygen tanks. All right. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We didn't think it would be so busy. So at 12:15, we had more to do, which is why they're calling us back. But I uh, had more to do, but then the store was starting to get busy. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you can't cordon off an area of the store, and you can't get releases from everyone who wanders back. Right. And yeah. Right. We uh, I did a uh, years ago. Uh, I was uh, location manager for a uh, the same thing, a, a 
um, a series of training videos for a uh, car company, uh, the name of which rhymes with Shmiemw, and um, mm. they family of Dillards. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. And um, we shot at their flagship dealership in Scottsdale. Okay. And we shot overnight for two weeks straight. Because uh, yeah. You didn't want to close the because store. we had. Control Do you know how annoying the, that is? Yeah. I get it, yeah. but I'm like, God, I'm such not a morning person. Oh, I'm I know. like, yeah. can we shoot at eleven tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the exact same. Yeah, yeah. But no, you can't no. Do it. Yeah. So I, I responded, yes, I'm available. I'd, I'd rather not shoot tomorrow morning because I'd like to go to. Yeah, but Winston, and I, I told them sure in the email. And then she wrote me and said, well, what about Wednesday? And I said, I prefer Wednesday, but I'm available if needed tomorrow as well. Yeah. So give me more notice than like four hours. hours. Yeah. Um, And that's our thing too, is you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be that person who's like, I can do this day, but I can't do that. Right. Because you want the work. Right. And you want the. And I try to be as easygoing as possible. Yeah. But it's 8 a.m. and we're starting and um, Dan goes to the girl that is acting as the customer. Um. He goes, what's your name? She said, Dana. And he goes, okay, I'm Dan. I just want to let you know that I'm about to be down your shirt. So I just <laughs> yeah. wanted you to know my name. Because <laughs> he was making her up for anybody yeah. listening. That's like, what? Yeah. What is going on yeah, at these It's a shoots? perk of, of it's being a crew It's an HR shoot. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that this you get to go down the shirts of the. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the yeah. whole reason I got into this business. Yeah, he was very let down by me. So yeah. uh, I don't believe that. Yeah. He was like, oh, I didn't know you were a little boy. <laughs> Well, he liked you at the club. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, it's because I had a top on and bottoms off. That's what oh, it was. Oh, right, 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 right. I do right. it backwards. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't even know how you could forget about that. Yeah. So I think there's two <laughs> different types of people in this world, Brian. Tell me. There's people who eat delicious foods like ribs, mm-hmm. wings, mm-hmm. nachos mm-hmm. with their hands. And then there's those people who use a fucking fork. What do you say? I like. Why are you <laughs> using a fork for finger foods? I only use a fork for chicken wings. We've had this conversation before. I don't know if we've had it on the podcast. I Nachos eat- too? No, 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 no. Okay, Nachos this is on like, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I think wings I could understand. Yeah. But ribs, stop it. They're they're literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a hand food, so I yeah I, I think that's true. Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy about the mess, so a lot of times I will use a fork and just peel the meat off of the bone first, and then then that's still using a fork. Correct. You're not scooping <laughs> it in your mouth with your hands afterwards. That's true. Also. You're one of those people, Brian. I'm, I'm 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 gonna have to talk to Will about this. I'm two thirds of one of. We're those now people. seeking new producers, oh. and you have to have your own equipment. <laughs> <laughs> And you also have to have a great relationship with the comedy zone. <laughs> Other than that, pretty much a monkey could do this. And a monkey might have its dragon suit cleaned on a regular basis. Maybe. For my pleasure. It's possible. It's like Trojan. For my pleasure. For your pleasure, yes. Right. I got one. Of the, are you done with your fork thing? Yes. Okay. I think it's fucking weird. I wasn't sure if, if there was another. Nope. It just... It just happened at um at the bar last night, and I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Anywho, I think our guest is here. 
Do you? So you what gotta gave, go. What gave that what away? Gave... Was it the screaming? So we're going to uh, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And you've got to go, but oh. I'll be back with Carlos Mencia. Okay. Before you do that, yeah. um, just remind me to tell you about this last month's BarkBox. Adorable. Oh, awesome. Cool. We'll do that. All right. Thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll be, be back. back. Enjoy your, your thing. Thanks. All right. The folks who booked the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, working overtime over the past weeks. On Tuesday of this week, they announced shows by Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Uh, George Lopez will be playing here at the Comedy Zone. Uh, Arsenio Hall and Dave Attell. All four of those gigs, all four of those comics announced on the same day. If you're not following the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, on social media, you're missing out. At Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter and Instagram. At Facebook, at uh, 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 Comedy Zone CLT as well. And of course, the uh, Comedy Zone's website, cltcomedyzone.com. That's where they make all the announcements. Everything comes out. You can even get some deals, some early bird details, find out when tickets go on sale, and stuff like that uh, at those locations as well. Here are some of the shows coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. June 3rd, Doug Benson, a live recording of Doug Loves Movies. June 3rd, that's a Saturday at 4.20 p.m. That's at 4.20 p.m. Doors will open about 3.20. A live taping of Doug Loves Movies right here at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Next week, Josh Wolf. You know him from Chelsea lately. You know him from Shark After Dark. We love Josh Wolf. He's a friend of the program. He'll be back next week. Carly Aquilino, June 8th through the 10th. Tammy Pescatelli, one night only, June 11th. Dig this. Val Kilmer, June 13th. Uh, we'll be here at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, screening his movie, uh, Cinema Twain. I think it's a screening or it's a one-night show. One of the, anyway, it doesn't matter. Val Kilmer here at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. One night only June 13th. Steve Lemmy and Kevy, Kevin Heffernan, the Broken Lizard guys, will be here. Uh, Bobby Lee coming up June 22nd through the 21st. Fortune Feimster, Deanne Cole, Pablo Francisco, John Caparillo. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli is going to be here. I mentioned Dave Attell, John Witherspoon. Just some great shows. Check out the website. Call the box office, 980-321-4702 for tickets and information. Follow social media, do all that stuff. You, I ran out of music. You will not be sorry if you follow the Comedy Zone on social media. Uh, if you like comedy, it's where you got to be. Keep coming out. Keep supporting live comedy. Keep listening to the podcast. Tell two friends about us. It's the best way to help us continue to grow there. I said it. Okay, guys, BarkBox. Now, we've been talking about BarkBox with you for like a month. We know that you're you're clicking on the link, you're going to the site, you're checking it out because we get those statistics and numbers and stuff like that, but you're not pulling the trigger. Uh, and, and, and we get it. You know, it takes a little bit of time to decide. But look, you love your dog. Do it for your dog. Do it for us, but do it mostly for your dog. You, you make your dog happy. You make yourselves happy happy as well. Here's how BarkBox wor- works. And this special deal, um, honestly, that uh, we've worked out with BarkBox is pretty awesome. It's basically a- an extra free month. You already get one month when you sign up for the 6- or 12-month package at BarkBox. I'll explain what it is in a minute. Uh, when you sign up for the 6- or 12-month package, you you already get one month for a dollar. We're offering you a second month for free. So an extra free month of BarkBox at uh, get barkbox.com slash comedy zone. Now here's here's what you get with BarkBox. You love your dog. Every month, BarkBox 
Paw picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match your dog's unique needs based on the size of your dog. You put some information in, they know how big your dog is, and they're able to curate these boxes specifically for your dog. All the edibles are made in the USA or Canada and 100% tested on animals in a good way. Uh, it's it's a great way. BarkBox is a great way to try a, a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you might not otherwise be able to find. Each monthly box has a theme. Last month was Pooh York City. Uh, this month's box, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be pretty cool. There's new and unique toys that your dogs will absolutely love. And if your dog does, doesn't like something in the box, Sammy Joe's talked about this before, uh, we'll send you something they'll love for free. BarkBox is all about the dog happiness. Also, free shipping on any bark box within the continental United States. And when the dog falls in love with something from the box, you can easily find it again at BarkShop.com or the app by texting BarkBox. So here's how this works. Uh, you go to GetBarkBox.com slash ComedyZone. That's GetBarkBox.com slash ComedyZone to get your extra month of BarkBox for free. You love your dog. You're listening to this podcast, so clearly you have an affinity for us as well. Why not help us both out? Make your dog happy. Make us happy. It's the best way to help this podcast continue to do what it does and to help your dog continue to do what it does, and that's making you happy while you make your dog happy. It Look, everybody wins. There's no reason to not do this. Get BarkBox.com slash ComedyZone. Back at the Comedy Zone podcast, Carlos Mencia. How you doing? I get delirious. I right, love that, man. I'm yeah, good, how, brother. How I'm doing? good. I'm a huge music guy. I love Prince, yeah. man. Yeah, I loved him. It's still hard to believe it's already been a year since he left us. It's just so sad that he passed yeah. away that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, and look, uh, a lot of these guys die young and they say the great ones die young. You don't know. You yeah. don't know. Because yeah. you never got to see their. Their 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 fall, so to speak. You right. know what I mean? Right. I would have loved to see Kurt Cobain's you know, what would he have done what Grohl has done? Right, right. right. You know, would he have would would he have been the Foo Fighters or yeah. would they have created different stuff? I, I don't know. We we just kind of assume that that meteoric rise would have sustained and we all know that it wouldn't have. No. no. So I, I I it's interesting when it's glamorized that way, but but Prince Yeah. He did it. Yeah. I mean, he did it for long enough that when he passed, he was still too young to die. Yeah, it was still relevant. Yes. Was still wasn't playing state fairs. Oh, God, no. You know, can you imagine Prince at it now? I, here's <laughs> when I realized, bro, I was in a... Prince at a state fair would be great. Because you, you would have mommy running up to you and going, there's this guy playing and he's really short and he's wearing heels and his music is awesome, but why is he licking the piano? <laughs> like... like <laughs> That and he told uh, he he told uh, Kim Kardashian to get the f off his stage. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that was great for that alone. That I mean, that's an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "Come up here and dance." He didn't dance. He said, "Get get get your ass off the stage." Yeah, I think that's that's just that's when you know it's about art. Yeah, for him, yeah. he didn't care. She's a celebrity or what, dude? Yeah. Shake your ass or get off the stage. Yeah. Oh, you don't like my music? Get off. Get off. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So you've been around a around, while. Yeah, 30, a while. going on 30 years yeah. of stand-up now. How have, how has, how has comedy changed? Comedy is it for the better. Comedy has changed as, as everything has changed. Uh, 
I think it's changed for the better in the sense that, you know, young comics find themselves um, having to really, really work on building the comic, you know. What is your voice? How do you speak? What is the rhythm? What is your intonation? What what are you trying to be like? What are you trying to avoid? Because most young comics, you know, there's been enough comedy that, I mean, there's there's one of everything yeah. that has been hugely successful. Yeah. So how did they come up and find it? I I think that is um that is really awesome. I think it hurts comedy sometimes when they go so far that it's not funny, mm -hmm. but it's so different that they think, well, this is great. It's right, like, right. no, we're still bound by a couple of rules. We're comedians. Yeah. If they're not laughing, it's not funny. Right, right. You know, and, and that has changed because, you know, some somebody will say, somebody will say like in, in you know, I'm just throwing out a name of somebody I've heard because I've had arguments with people about it. Somebody will say, well, Carrot Top's not funny. No, yeah, no, Carrot right. Top's not funny to you. Right. Carrot Top right. is hysterical. Right, yeah, oh, there are sold-out audiences in Vegas yeah, every night. Not funny to you. Yeah. I get yeah. it. You know, oh, Fox was not funny to you. Right. Hysterical mm -hmm. as as a whole. Um, th That part of, of us has, has changed. Um, huge, huge... Uh, selfishness and lack of respect. And I know because, you know, look, I, I was uber self-centered when I was a young comic. And and I came, I didn't come from an environment that was nice and happy and helpful. You know, I came from, the, oh, you're going to be funny, Holmes? Whatever, knock, knock. I mean, yeah. So I had, you know, I, I had this, this thing to prove, this chip on my shoulder on top of that, you know, every comedian had their one Latino comic and I was fighting to be that one Latino comic. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of having to be, uh, to put on this air of like, I'm funny and yeah. I'm cocky and I got it. And uh, so I came in on that edge, but the difference is that when I was coming up, we had a level of respect for the older cats. Right. You know, if Milton Burrow right. came into the comedy store, I was, we were all happy to see him. Yeah. Um, Martin Lawrence came in. We were happy to see him. Uh, Mind and Mencia came around when that had changed, you know. Yeah. I would go up on stage and, and uh, you know, the comics were like, oh, I have a spot and he's not have a spot. Yeah. It was like, whoa. I got bumped for the first seven to ten years of my life. Yeah. Now I get to bump you and it's wrong? <laughs> exactly. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. I don't get good dude. I felt like um I, I I I personally felt like I came in and I got hazed and yeah. that year they said, Yeah, we're not gonna haze anymore. <laughs> no I, yeah. give me a battle. Uh <laughs> There's there's a difference because, you know, my parents didn't live for me, right? But we live for our kids, right? right. And that change right there has changed comedy, because we are all self centered and believe that we're great and believe that we're yeah. fun and believe that we're amazing, and, and it wasn't like that before. Yeah, you know, because, you know, our parents were like, "I love you, but just go 
fix your thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go, yeah. go outside and play. Yeah. Go do whatever you need to do. I'm cooking. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. Now it's like we're going to take you to karate and then we're going to go right. soccer practice and then let's check your homework. And then it's like, dude, we our lives revolve around them in a different yeah. way. So they grow up completely different than we do. And what I see a lot of today is a lot of comics that walk off stage and go, man, that was funny. Um, but they didn't get laughs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like, well, it was funny to me. It's yeah. not your job. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, if you, you want know, to be yeah. funny to you, dude, you could work at Bank of America yeah. and be hysterical to yourself. <laughs> but if you if you want to work at the Comedy Zone, guess what? Uh, yeah. Three hundred people need to be laughing, or uh, you're not doing your job. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is a big struggle now. You know, I had somebody say to me, "You're punchline heavy." I said, that, that "We're just different generations, bro." Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. God forbid you. You cannot be punchline heavy, right? You're you're telling me that I'm making people laugh too much. Yeah, that's like really. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my problem as a comedian. (laughs) Yeah, that's a so so. I'm gonna go to great restaurants and be like, you know what your problem is? (laughs) Your food's goddamn delicious. That's your problem. So you tell the cook to to make this taste a little (laughs) little nasty, (laughs) so that because this delicious food. I, I think that is, is a huge difference. But it's good and bad, you know, because like I said, a lot of these guys are coming up with um stuff in, in voices that that are that are just funny and hysterical and out there and and really different. But amongst that of course is oof, Yeah. You know. It's different too. I think I have I've got so many questions loaded up for you right now. But the thing I think that the change is that it used to be it was like you know Jay Leno's old like ten year rule, right? You know you had to you know you had to work the road and eat shit for ten years, yeah. And then maybe you'll you'll you know you'll okay. So here's yeah, here's for me. And I performed on average, uh, four hundred to six hundred shows a year. Mm-hmm. That's still to this day. Yeah. It took me about. 10 years to be funny like uh-huh. that I knew I was funny anywhere in America yeah and it took me another 10 years to marry that with ideology and and you know not to just say things that are funny yeah but to to make things that I thought were funny now I can watch myself and say at any given point I was you know 50 60 80 90 percent but I think it was a hundred percent and 10 and 10 mm-hmm. at, at at about 50 at about 15 years, I was really proud of, of my stand-up. At 20 years, I don't even have to look at it anymore. I'm, I'm so comfortable with yeah. it that I don't even have to judge it anymore. Yeah. And, that, and that's when you become, in my opinion, uh, the best you can be. When you're not caring anymore, but you have all the fundamentals down. Right. And you're just doing it because it's your love and your pleasure. Yeah. That, that's for, that's, and, and the past 10 years have been... Um, yeah, like that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, I mean, you're talking thousands and thousands of shows. Yes, between that, oh, th- even just between ten and twenty. Years. Oh yeah. So <laughs> there's an element today where where you know a kid can you know put a video up on YouTube, sure, and all of a sudden he's. I mean, we bring you know the comedy zone yeah. here brings in some of these YouTube sure. guys, you know, and they're selling out shows at noon sure. on Sunday. Sure. <laughs> but that's selling. always happened though. 
it, it was not YouTubers, but yeah. there was always a comedian who, you know, became a, 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 a star of television before they really got their comedy stand-up teeth. Okay. And, you know, those people always existed where they could go on, you know, they could go and sell tickets. Yeah. But, but nobody uh, really knew who they were stand-up or people knew who they were stand-up wise, but they yeah. weren't polished yet. Yeah. They didn't have that grit. When it comes to my, I think of like, you know, Robin Williams, nobody, nobody, you know, kind of outside of that, you know, San Francisco scene right. outside of Los Angeles really kind of knew who Robin was. Right. And then Mark and Mindy happened. Right. But there's still, there's. You know, I don't know how long before Mark and Mindy, but there's still years and years and years of, sure. of working your ass off. Well, yeah, yeah, but but that's yeah, that's that, but that's different. But but there was guys like okay, like Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. Chris Tucker had been doing comedy for a few years, not a lot. Um, you know, when he ended up blowing up from Fridays. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, when he went on the road at first, and I was there to see him grow. Um. You know, he didn't have the full forty-five minutes. He just wasn't, he hadn't, you know, had enough time to really, the stuff that he did was funny. And even the stuff that he made up in the middle to to make that, it was all funny. But he hadn't had enough time to really develop a one hour boom solid. But, you know, that's always been that way. You know, YouTubers want to come in here. I think the thing about YouTubers is different because they'll sell out, but they don't really do stand up and they don't advertise it as stand up and their audiences don't expect it to be stand up. That's fair. Yeah, so th- yeah. there there's kind of a difference. I, I think that if they have real comedians, real standups opening for them, that's probably bad for the show, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. you got yeah. if you have a solid you know guy who's doing thirty minutes in front of you, yeah, who gets good laughs and applause breaks, yeah, and you're gonna come up and you know talk about whatever you talk about yeah. on YouTube yeah. without the formatting of joke punchline, you know what I mean? I don't know that they'd be able to shine that way. Yeah, yeah. But they surround themselves in the right way. They sell their tickets. They do their thing. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good for them. I think it's good for comedy. It gets a lot of people out here that you would never get anyway. Sure. You hope that they come back and see a different type of show, yeah. a stand-up, stand-up show, and then they go, oh, wow, that's this and this is this. But yeah. you don't know. Yeah. But but I don't, you know. I, look, evolution is it's just a part of life, and yeah. it's never going to be any different. Everything is always going to change. That's a one constant. So I think that it's up to us to change with it, to accept yeah. whatever changes we want and yeah. not, you know, not be a part of the ones that we don't want. Yet nevertheless, it's it's it, it, it serves no purpose to sit around and bitch. Right. This is the one thing I hated about comedy and I had no comedy friends back in the day. I have more now. But it's because I just can't sit around. Oh, can you believe the YouTube right? Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's sit around and talk about a guy that sold out three shows. Yes. Why don't we talk about that? Let's make it. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. We're serving no purpose here talking about this. Yeah. As a matter of right. fact, why don't you go make a YouTube video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how easy it is? It's not easy. No. Yeah. If being a YouTube sensation was easy, every single standard comedian would be a YouTube sensation. You got that right. It's not. Yeah. They somehow connect with a specific group of people, and that's what they do, and you either get it or you don't. But diminishing what other people do is just such a big part of stand-up because we're so selfish, so self-centered. Yeah. 
so built on me, me, me. I'm director, I'm actor, I'm producer. Look at me. I'm the only voice. I'm the microphone. You're heckling. Nobody asks you to talk because only one voice should be heard. <laughs> right. Mine, 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 mine. You know, I mean, yeah. we're like those birds in that in that movie, Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. Everything is mine. Every idea yeah. is mine. Every, mine, 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 mine. You know, and uh, that's that. That's it's it's sad because. It stops a lot of us from growing. Sure. It stops a yeah. lot of us from saying, wait a minute, maybe it's my fault that didn't sell out. Yeah. Maybe I should get better at this. You know, it's it's like, it's interesting because earlier today I was on a radio station and we were talking about, uh, it was a station where you just kind of talk. Mm -hmm. And they were asking me, what's it like to be on a station that's more uh, driven by music and bills and whistles? And, you know, I said, it's just different. You know, I have to adapt. My mm -hmm. job is to have people want to come and see me perform. So I'm not going to be this like this conversation that we're having. Yeah, I would probably n not have on a terrestrial radio station, right? right. Because it's not the right format for it. Right. And so, so you, for me, it's like adapt to the format. Mm -hmm. And I just I just do that. I don't do it on purpose, by the way. I just do it. Like if I hang out with my Black friends, you'll know it when I come back because I'll st I'll say I'll be using their vernacular, not on purpose. Sure. Right, right. I want people to feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, when I go to the south, and I go back home, my friends are like, "You're in the south, weren't you?" I'm like, how do you know? Oh, you said this, 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 and this. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't realize it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a little twang in your voice. Where were you? You know. <laughs> uh, it, I I think adapting is one of the better parts uh, of what we do. So. It's a big part of what I do because tonight's show, Thursday, right? So a Thursday mm -hmm. show, smart, love comedy, aren't out to party, right? truly here to see you perform. Yeah. Friday's first show, a little bit of that. Uh, but there's some people that are just going out, not too tired, pretty engaging. Second show on Friday, uh, uh, they've already partied. Yeah. They've drank enough. They're tired because yeah. they worked all day. Um, and so you have to find that, you have to find that energy and, and, and kind of figure out what to do with it because it's good energy, but sometimes it comes off as boisterous or right. heckle or screaming or, you know, that's right. You know, <laughs> and I love when they do that, yeah. but then there's somebody next to them going, could you shut up please? <laughs> um, you know, so every show has its element. And for me, it's like, if. I'm I'm about I'm about the premise. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the joke doesn't have to be told in a specific way. It's about the premise. If my premise is women today are not as annoying as they used to be, that's the premise. I'm gonna get that premise across. It's gonna be different on Thursday's mm -hmm. show than it is on Friday's second show, than it is on Saturday's second show, than it is on Sunday's show. Because these all have different dynamics to them. So what I love to do is watch how the audience reacts to my opening acts, see what they're feeling emotionally, yeah, yeah. tap into that, and then kind of go, okay, you're at 7.6. I need you to be at 10.2 gigahertz. So we're not in the same frequency. So let me adjust so you can come to my frequency. Yeah, yeah. And and that to me is how I, how I try to... Uh, make the shows different but yet find the connectivity yeah. between somebody from the rural parts of charlotte 
mm-hmm. who theoretically are completely different than I am from, you know, East LA, Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to get that guy to laugh. Who's next to uh, a black guy who didn't grow up ghetto. Who's next to a black guy that did grow up ghetto. Right. Who's next to somebody who's not Mexican, but of Mexican descent. Who's next to somebody that's going, I don't understand, but I like him. Yeah. Like all yeah, those yeah. people are in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And they all pay the same amount of money and they all are as happy to, to, to see the performances. So I just feel responsible to them yeah. and to that. And that's kind of what drives my my angst and my fire yeah. and the knowledge that every single time I open my mouth in any venue, whether it's this, stand-up, TV, there's at least one person that's never heard anything I've ever done. Right. And it's my job to give them the best me that I possibly can. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm tired sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oof, it's the 80th interview, whatever it is. Yeah. But I still feel a responsibility. Yeah. Because, you know, that's why... We do meet and greets before the shows, mm-hmm. and I love it, dude. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie to you. Like last night, I'll give you an example. Last night, uh, landed about eight o'clock. No, about nine o'clock. The uh, plane supposed to land at seven. You know, we had delay. Was in the plane forever. Uh, was overly tired, and yet on West Coast time, yeah. so I couldn't go to sleep till about two in the morning. Yeah. I woke up at five. Yeah, I had three three hours of sleep. Not enough. Um. <laughs> I got some things to do during the day, so I'm probably going to get a nap. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so tonight's show, I might be, when I get here, mm-hmm. I might be like, I got to come early, set up some recording equipment because we record all the shows. I might be a little tired. The minute we start doing meet and greets in the beginning of the show and that smiling face, that face of, I can't wait to see you, that face of like, man, I've been waiting for you to make me happy. Yeah. The minute I see that. Yeah, it just all becomes in the focusing in, and if I need to take a five hour energy or a Red Bull, I'll do that at that moment. But at that moment, it, usually I don't need that because my brain just kind of goes, "That's what you're here for." Mm-hmm. Look how excited they are, you know. It's it's so amazing. I'll come to a place like Charlotte, and then I'll hear, "We we drove. You got to come to South Carolina, man. We had to drive like four hours to get here. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Carlos." Yeah, and I'm thinking these people drove four hours. They pay for the tickets. They're probably getting a hotel room because they're not driving all the way back that night. Yeah. I mean, God, these people are going really out of their way. There's no way that I'm going to complain that I got three hours of sleep. <laughs> right, right. There's no way that in my head I could yeah. ever make that okay. And then at that moment, I just get fired up and go, this is going to be a great show. And then, I get, and then I literally am fired up. And that changes the entire dynamic for me. Yeah. 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 I think that's awesome. I, I, you know, you get a lot of guys who don't, who don't, you know, they don't want to do the radio. And I get it. You know, the radio thing's a grind. It's not, though. It, it, it isn't, it, though. It's part of it's part of what we do. Yeah, Listen, right, right. Show, mm-hmm. business. Yeah, yeah. And they are uh, equally important fighting each other dependent on the moment. Mm-hmm. So when does show and business come into play? Tonight. When Carlos Mencia has been on stage for an hour and 30 minutes going on an hour and 45 and the audience is happy show mm-hmm. uh the waiters and waitresses are saying we made last call 15 minutes ago we're not making any money yeah get your ass off stage <laughs> yeah business understandable you know yeah. uh the club is saying listen we're paying these people to stay here we're not mm-hmm. making money either you know so you, you have to find a happy medium yeah so once yeah. you know that i'll say listen i don't know how long i'm gonna go 
how much time do you need for last call? 20 minutes. Then keep yeah. selling until I call last call. Yeah. And when I call last call, you're going to have 20 minutes. Yeah. And so there's, there's, there are ways to intertwine the two, but you have to acknowledge that they're there. So you don't have a TV show and you expect everybody to know you're in town. Whereas to somebody can say, you know, like, like this podcast, for example, yeah. you know, I'm sure some community will be like, what are there? Three people listening? You know what? But if I'm 10 people away from selling out, and those are the these are the ten people that we're connecting with. Right, right. Yay! I got to <laughs> yeah, sell out because yeah. I did this. Yeah. What am I gonna do if not? Yeah. How, how many times can you masturbate in a hotel room in the <laughs> in the middle of nowhere? Right. How many? How long can you do that before you go? You know what? I'd rather be doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um. Real quick, I know. Uh, Mike just stuck his head yeah. in, and I know. Um, we gotta go, but I'm curious. What? what um. Is there any... Ask me any question you want, bro. I'm an open book, dude. <laughs> Whatever so anybody's many... told you, I've never been weird about answering any yeah. question. Whatever you we want. We talked a lot about what happened with you and everything the last time you were here. So I don't okay. want to... We've already... Good, cool. We've done that. You've done that. We don't need to... Get to but I'm curious. The, 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 there's a lot of um, of comics who will make a joke yeah. or who will tweet something. Yeah. And there'll be this outrage. All right. And then they apologize for the joke. I will never apologize for a joke. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it ever never. okay to no. apologize for a joke? No. It's, it's okay to apologize for hurting somebody's feelings. Mm. That I would do. Yeah. I'm sorry you took it that way. Sorry you took it that way. Right. Not my intent. Uh, apologize for the joke? No. And uh, here's the way I look at it. I might not be good at sex, but if I bang you, I'm trying to make you feel good. <laughs> yeah. If in the process of making you feel good, I fail... I'm sorry that I failed. Yeah. Sorry you took it that way. I'm not <laughs> sorry to try. Yeah. 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 I'm not sorry that I tried. Yeah. And and that's kind of where I'm at with the joke. Yeah. My, the intent of every single joke is to make every single person laugh. That's the intent. Every single joke ever written. Yeah. Well, joke joke. Because I know somebody's going to call in and go, there's racial jokes, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But those were not jokes. Right. You know what I mean? That's just... There's a difference between a joke and I, I want to put down white people, Mexicans, Asians, whatever that one thing is. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but in a joke, the intent is to make everyone listening to that joke laugh. Yeah. I will never apologize for that. Yeah. I will never apologize for that. And if you don't understand it's a joke, mm -hmm. then don't come and see me perform. I know that the line's between reality and stand-up are very blurred. Um, but it's a performance. Right, right. We're so good at it, right? And I mean, generally, stand-ups. Yeah, yeah. That people think we're just talking. Right. That people think that we just created this stuff, that we didn't hone it, that we didn't perfect it, that we didn't, you know, get this joke and just massage it and yeah. mold it till it became a great bit. That's what we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think... A lot of us don't see that. Yeah. And, and and then we're so, we we don't do what older generation comedians did, which was, I'm going to go to jail to prove a point. Mm -hmm. Because I refuse to let you make me feel like what I'm doing is not genuine, honest, truthful, and intended to be funny. Mm -hmm. So I think that all those comics who, who apologize do a disservice to the rest of us because then it becomes, then we're not comedians anymore. We become commentators. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a commentator. So somebody says, you said the other day on stage, I told a joke the other day on stage. What was the joke about? Well, I mean, no, but you said it. Yeah, it was a joke. So what was the joke about? Yeah. Well, I mean, and once they go, well, the joke was about, well, oh, never mind. It doesn't sound right. Exactly. Because yeah. you wanted to take it into the serious world. Yeah. We call we used to call that a minor mencia serious street. That's what we would call it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. every once in a while, somebody would go on a diatribe and it started off really funny. And then we ended up on serious street. <laughs> and it's like, dude, we're not curing cancer, yeah. bro. Stop. Get yeah. off of serious street. And remember, yeah. we're supposed to be funny. But is it more, are comedians more important now maybe than ever? Um, I believe that we can be, but here's the problem. We are divisive as well. Yeah. So how many comedians have you seen since Trump became president or the whole Trump thing phenomenon happened that are either pro-Trump or anti-Trump? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. How many of them are both? Yeah. I can't think of how many can come and say, look, this guy is blah, 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 but. Damn! And then went. See, I do that. Yeah. So, and and I'm not, look, I'm not putting myself out there. No, that's, You yeah. come and see me perform and you can judge for yourself <laughs> or go on YouTube, whatever. Um, but, but my thing is, is that it, it can be good. But if it's, if the comedy, if the standup is divisive, then you, right. we're just doing the same thing. Tooting, right. you know, our own horn to our, to the same people over and over again. You know, it's, it's. It's your family telling you you're funny. Yeah, of course, you're gonna play for yeah. that. Um, it could it could be it it could be bad as well because we end up with and I love and respect both of them, Dennis Miller on the right, Bill Maher on the left. Yeah, yeah. and and they they're funny, but they still are divisive in nature, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and Bill Maher tries to sometimes you know go center or whatever, but nevertheless, that's that's the stick, so to speak. And, you know, when it's that, is it is it good for comedy? You know, yeah. is it, is it yeah. good for society? Could be, I guess. But yeah. I'd prefer it if there were more middle guys who were able to kind of do both. Yeah. Say this is this and that is that. And you people think this way and you people think that way. But isn't it funny that boom. That. Yeah. I, I don't see that a lot. But then again, I don't watch a lot of comedy anymore. So, yeah, maybe they're out there and I don't know. Them. I can't think of any pro-Trump comedians. No, but I I can't think of anybody that I've seen get up on stage and go, oh, Trump's great. I, I, but there's some <laughs> qualities that he has that are not bad qualities, you know what I mean? So that that's the thing. Is there a way to make fun of those qualities? Yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, to upbring them. Yeah. Or, or to, to, to you know, I, I do jokes about how bad a candidate Hillary was yeah. as well. well so, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? I, I go both ways. So, But I don't know. I don't know about other yeah. people. For me, it's important. Yeah. Because as I said, my, my stick is... I want to be funny to every single person that, that I can be. Yeah. No exceptions. Yeah. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what. There's not a group of people in America that I could say that I could ever that I could ever think of and go, I don't care if I'm not funny to them. None. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's next for you? You're working the road a lot. But- you know what? I stayed on the road. I stayed away from comedy, um, from, you know, uh, from TV for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed to get... You know, I needed to grow in a different way, and I never, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. You know, it's growth, it's evolution. It took me a while, but I'm at a place where uh, it's interesting. Late, latter in last year and early this year, I just kind of felt like, wow, I'm in a, I'm just in a different place, and all of a sudden, 
uh, my numbers on the road are going up. Um, all of a sudden, uh, there are a couple of networks I want to, you know, are interested in doing a show. So I'm, I'm okay with going back. I, the evolution of me as a stand-up, as a human being is done. I'm completely comfortable in my own mm -hmm. skin again. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, you know, to those comics that, that I had to call and apologize to for running the line or bumping them or disrespecting them or being cocky around them. You know, I put that aside. I can go to comedy clubs now and feel safe again. Um, I don't feel any ne negativity. And so uh, now these opportunities are opening up. So I'm probably going to be in the, I got a couple of projects. One of them will probably go. So within a you know, few months or a year, whatever, I'll probably be on some TV show again. So that's yeah. where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the comedy world's better with you in it. So Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm happy to hear that, that, that yeah, it's back. the well, rebound is, is, you know, you're back. It's yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, yeah. it take, look, it takes a while to, it, it, for me, it just took a while because it took me a minute to, to a grasp the concept that I didn't befriend a lot of people when I was younger mm -hmm. and it was easy for them to see me as, as an enemy or, or an asshole, um, that, you know, all, all of the things coming up, the way I treated people, it's disrespectful sometimes, you know, the cockiness. And listen, there were a lot of great things about me and, and there still have been. I'm the one comic that lets up, from what I understand, more guest spots than any comic <laughs> that I know of. But I want to, you know, I love young talent. I always have. And, you know, so I'm at a place now where it's like, look. I was never a, a bad, I never had ill will toward anybody else. But I do understand, you know, the times changed and things that I did were not accepted. And, you know, I, I was insensitive to it. And it started off, believe it or not, by somebody apologizing to me. Mm -hmm. um, there was this comedian. We used to do this, we used to perform at this place called the LA Cabaret. And I showed up one night and the owner said, I want you to perform. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And this other guy said, if he performs, I'm not going on stage. Hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm not here to cause issues. Yeah. That guy apologized to me and said, dude, I'm so sorry about that. That was out of line. If I didn't want to go on after you, then I should have went on before you, but I shouldn't have dictated. And that, this was about, you know, six months ago or so. And then I kind of went, you know what? That really felt good. Uh, it wasn't condescending. It wasn't mean. It just felt human. Mm -hmm. I think I should do that to other people because I know that I have stories like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I put that out there, and, and yeah. uh, it just it just was so much better. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm content. I'm happy. I'm in a good place. I, I know where my stand-up is now. I'm so so in tune with it now. It's like, okay, let, let's move on. So I'm working on the new special. Um, and the TV projects are coming along. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's great. So uh, you're here in Charlotte. This show goes up at noon on Friday. Okay. So, uh, so I'm here tonight. Two shows Friday night. Yeah, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, and one on Sunday. There you go. So uh, And by the way, even if we sell out, sometimes I add midnight shows, not adding a midnight show because I have uh, some friends that are coming over and uh, they want to go hang out after. And if I do a midnight show, I'll be done at two. That'll be it. There'll yeah. be nothing else. So I kind of want to hang out with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, do, if you haven't already, do get your tickets. Uh, CLTComedyZone.com uh, is uh, the website. You can buy tickets right through the website. Uh, the shows will very likely sell out. you got a lot of fans here. Yeah, so. yeah, they're great, man. It's been great. I love Charlotte, man. Love it.
I, re- I really do. And it's not, yeah. you guys are an oasis in the middle of a state that you kind of go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been a rough 18 months. In, I mean, everywhere, but here, but Charlotte, here in especially because it's so yeah, yeah. like all the stuff that has been happening is so it okay. It it might be North Carolina, but it's so not Charlotte. Right, 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 right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's, it's it's like I come here and I'm doing gay jokes, and there's a bunch of gays and lesbians, yeah. and it's this great atmosphere, and it's this mixed crowd, and yeah. and like, but wait a minute, the law says that you can't go to that bathroom, and that guy can't get like. No, it's not yeah. us. It's just it's so weird. I mean, Charlotte really took the heat statewide for the HB2 thing, for I the bathroom know. thing, which was completely unfair because Charlotte started doing the right thing. And then the state said, nope. That's, yeah, yeah. That's a, there were, I mean, like trans people here in Charlotte who were like, I've been using the same bathroom for 30 years. I yeah. didn't realize it was that big an issue until I, it, it's, it's just, but, it's but, but, but that's what it was because that was yeah. one of those things. Like I talk about, about America, we try to create issues where there are none. There has never been in the state of North Carolina, nor any state right. or province, yeah. whatever County that has passed any of these laws. There has not been one incident reported. Right. Of child abuse or right. molestation. Right. By a tranny. Right. Like ever. Right. And yet we, just, uh, yeah. you know, and my friend goes, wouldn't it scare you for your daughter? Would it scare me for my daughter to go to the bathroom with Caitlyn Jenner? Right. No. <laughs> no it would not. I yeah. would about laugh my ass off if she ran out. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. There's a hairy bitch in that bathroom, <laughs> dad. That would be hysterical to me. I just, dude, I, there are so many things in life that are real. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to make this yeah. stuff real? Yeah. We invent stuff to get outraged about. Yeah, 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 like in yeah. like in California, you know what they did? All all uh, in most restaurants, instead of there being a male female, they just put like both on that. So right, yeah. you can go to anyone you yeah. want. Yeah. And I know this because you know I go to one bathroom and there's a urinal, and then I go to another one and there's no urinal. <laughs> oh, this was the chick's bathroom. Yeah. So that's why. But like you know, I, I, it doesn't freak me out. I mean, I don't I don't see a big yeah. deal with it. But I know you guys didn't either, and that was like right. that was right. the rub. Right. Because I have a lot of friends that, that were coming here within the past year or so, and they were kind of asking me, should we cancel? Should we do it? And I was like, no, 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 no. Go, go, go. It's a great, great city. It's not yeah. all this stuff that you're hearing. Yeah, it's, it's not, not Charlotte. It's right, not right. Charlotte. Yeah. And they would come here, and they'd be like, dude, it's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a great, great city. Go downtown. Yeah. These places are great. They got these great restaurants. They got these chefs. I mean, you guys, dude, you guys have a really great little, little yeah. town over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. I've always, always, I've always appreciated you were here a year and a half ago or so. You were super open, super honest. Always. I've always appreciated who you are and 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 your honesty. So thanks a lot. For always, dude. And uh, that is going to do it for this edition of uh, the Comedy Zone podcast. Come see Carlos Mencia. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>